This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, Eddie says we're good to go. We're good to go. Al Deuce, are you good to go? More Jerry Rucko today? I mean, Uh, what are we doing here, Jerry? This this is... This is not on me. I was only supposed to do the show with Sal and then a podcast. And I you was did, pressed into 5 a.m. duty. You did the hour with me because uh, CeeLo was uh, late. His alarm went off and he slept right through it. Yeah. I, uh, I was not happy. No, I know. You were You were not ha- You were not having it. I mean, well, you no, were no, no. having it, but you were not happy about it. And not just for the circumstance. I had stuff I was trying to prepare that right. I wanted to do this morning that I couldn't do, which is why I came in as early as I did. Right. You worked in some show prep but time, yes. but instead you had to uh, sit, sit and do the warm-up show. Yes, which is all good. Um, I feel like I could be a life coach. I know. I, I, I agree you could. Right? Like, yes. I, But here's the things I would handle. Uh, I, I've thought about this. Al's boring life coach. I would tell. Not I would, a great name for it, but okay. I would go because people don't want to say they have a boring life. Yeah. I would uh, go food shopping with you and get you on the right track diet wise. Mm-hmm. I would uh, work on your finances to get you in order, ready to sure. ready to go. Uh, and again, like the the food stuff, I'd steal that from Bobby Approved. The money it's thing. not stealing it. You've you're educated on it. Now. Yeah, the money thing. I just steal Dave Ramsey's act. Mm, I don't like Dave Ramsey's act. Well, anymore. some of it. There, I, I have worked good. other things in. Yes. And, and then the other thing would be um, organizing your home to get rid of all the crap you really don't need. So why don't you start it? I'm I work- think you'd be surprised. You'd do very well. Yeah, I don't know how you get your first couple customers. I know after that, it's... You post. Uh, I po- that's true. I do have a following. Although I'm pretty sure like 80% of my Twitter followers are fake because anytime I get a new follower now, in their bio, it's like invest in Bitcoin, invest in the stock market. Busty it's, brunette. Yeah, it's like all... Yeah, like a busty <laughs> brunette with a man's name. So I like I know it's they're, they're pairing uh, pictures and names that yeah. don't even work. Uh, but maybe when uh, Elon Musk gets this Twitter, he'll wipe all that out. Maybe, and then you'll go from a hundred thousand followers down to twelve thousand. I'm at least fine with be that. Real? Yes, I I w- I would be all for I that. Don't disagree. With I, you. I used to be excited about the numbers, but now I'm more interested in what's a real in quality. In qual exactly, Jerry. In quality. But I do think I didn't necessarily just mean Twitter. I, yeah, I, I meant you can do Facebook advertising. That's true, which is very reasonable. You can post on Craigslist, which isn't the greatest, but you still can find clientele there. Um, there are places you can do online posting and advertising for very, very reasonable pricing. So I, I think I think you would be surprised. I, the question would be more so for me: What are you charging? Yes, what That's am I charging? That's the bigger question. And how much are you going to put into this? 
and how much time will you give it before it actually pays off? Right. Because I do think you will end up with clients relatively quickly. Hmm. I never even thought of Craigslist. That's a good idea, but I'd probably get, hi, are you a hooker? No, I am offering advice. <laughs> but I ran into this article, which was trending on Twitter this morning. And when I clicked on it to see what it was, I was like, oh, this is interesting to talk about. This is uh, for people who are just thinking, not even if you are close to retirement, mm-hmm. but this gives you some idea of what you should be doing now, whether you're in your 20s okay. or 30s. And we always talk about, like, how much money do you think you need to have in your 401k or your pension retirement in order to live comfortably? Right. So this article came from CNBC.com, and it is the how much money you need to retire comfortably in Hawaii, as that is the most expensive Expensive. state. And then it gives you the six most expensive states. I could tell you that the six most expensive states to retire in Hawaii, California, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Vermont, and Rhode Island. I believe it. Not New York, huh? I guess because of upstate New York. Yeah, I guess so, right. That could be why. Right. Yeah, New York. Yeah, these are states, not cities. I'm sure New York City. But what do you think you need to have in your savings, 401k or whatever your savings are, in order to retire comfortably in Hawaii? See, this is going to be silly because... Do you have a pension? Social Security is going to pay you. I'm just saying, like, what 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 do you think that number is total that you need to have? Ten million dollars. This says two million dollars. Okay. And they go with the idea that if you you need to pull out four percent every year, Mm -hmm. so four percent of two million dollars, according to them, is eighty eight thousand dollars, which is what it costs to live a year in Hawaii. Okay. But here's why if you have $2 million, you're in better shape than that. Because $2 million, as long as you keep it still invested and earning money, and you only pull out what you need from that off of what you get from Social Security, off of what you might get from your pension or your retirement plan from work, that $2 million, you may never ever use it. Right. So the idea would be that that the stock market makes 4% which is a low which is low on a well listen we're in incredibly terrible times but right now with time, the stock market it's going to make you 8 to 10%. There will be years you make yes. that but they're saying over if you if you take out 4% of 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 your money every year you probably will make 4%. Mhm. Right? So it could so almost, it balances out that number stays out. flat. And there will be years where it makes less money, as we're in right now, if you were retired. And, and there, years where you'll make more. There'll be years where you make more. But I thought that was pretty interesting. That's a low number. I thought, especially being Hawaii, expensive state, I thought you were going to give me a ridiculous number. Yeah, I think you're right. So many d- different factors go into it. But so many people I was reading, listen to this article here. And this is for for young people as well, Jerry. Yeah. Let's see. I wanted to see, uh, okay, $2 million. Okay. Most Americans don't have anywhere close to that amount saved. Right. The typical American has about $35,000 saved for retirement. Saved right now. Yeah. That is alarming. Yeah, but that's why you see people working at older ages. Yeah. If you have like a 401k, though, like that money comes out. 
pre-tax, and then you I mean, listen, you got to pay the tax when you pull you it out. Clobbered later. Yeah. But I, I feel like a lot of people now, because the stock market is so terrible, they're not investing. That's true. Which is now when you should be investing. That's true. Because you're not going to take it out till you're 60 or older. Correct. Now's the time to get in. Yeah. But most people get in when it's high and everyone's talking about, I'm killing it in the stock market. For sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you're, if you have enough money lying around to do so. Right. Which is another issue for a lot of people. Right. Myself included, I don't have a lot of extra money at the end of every month. I don't. Not with tuition and the mortgage and aye, aye, aye. the amount of bills that, you know, that's where the kids. I remember when we first had Matthew, I remember seeing an article that said the cost of having children. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, on the surface, and they tell you it's going to cost, I forget what it is. It's going to cost you $600,000 per kid until they turn 18 or <laughs> right. something. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like if you have two, you multiply it by like right. 1.7. Right, like, you got a million dollars in uh, children in your hell? house. And you know what? When you look back, that's probably about right. But you don't. You spend it in so many different ways, and and and, and you know, medical insurance picks up a lot of you know, not right, off, spread but, out. Of course, but when you have kids, a lot of the, a lot of your earning is swallowed up, and you just kind of understand it. And I think too. When you talk about retirement and you talk about planning for things in the future, there are so many different opinions. Like I read something only because it was sent to me from a friend of mine who just had twins uh, about two years ago, and they wanted to start a 529 now. I'm like, yeah, go for it. I have one. I'm like, it, it's made money, but nothing great. I mean, it's it's okay, but it wasn't – I don't have this pile of cash at, right. the end of the, at the end of the rainbow. Like they say, it's good. And when Matthew going to college next year, we're in decent, not great shape, but we're in decent shape. But he sent me this article that basically the guy who wrote it tells you if you have a 529, you're an idiot. (laughs) Really? Yeah, because there are so many different ways to borrow money when you get to that point. And sadly, one of the things he wrote about was, what if you never get there? Because it's a big assumption that you're just going to live to see your kids go through college. Put that money more in your life insurance. Put it into um, into your 401k. Because if something does happen to you, that rolls over to your wife. Um, your kid can get a, a student loan and doesn't have to go to UCLA. And your kid might never want to go to college and might want to go to a trade school. And now you've saved all this money for what? It was a very... I've, I've seen both. I've seen both arguments, and I've seen everything in the middle. Everybody makes great arguments. I think ultimately it's just what you want to do. Are you a saver or are you a spender? Do you want to experience things or do you want to plan for the future? It's, it's, it's how you want to live your life. Right. You know, I, I don't look at myself as someone that's ever, until I'm not capable, I don't ever see myself not working. I, yesterday was another good example. Yesterday I went home. I packed out some calendars. I went outside to survey the rodent situation in my backyard. Which How's that working out? Girl, you gave me a number for someone. They're coming Friday to take a look. Oh, you talked to Heather. I did. She's coming Friday to take a look. Um, and I had a bunch of stuff I had to do, but I got home so early. By like 1 o'clock, I was done with my phone calls and the few errands I had. And Joseph had a game, but we didn't have to leave till 5. I was miserable. Bored. Yeah. I went and turned the TV on. I'm like, not happening. I went outside 
And I sat there and I waited for a groundhog to come out because I wanted to talk to it. It never came out. You wanted to try to negotiate with it. I was, yeah, I was just curious if, like, I w- if I was quiet, if it would come out. I was just, you know, whatever. Then I'm like, you know what? Let me go clean the shed. I open the shed. I'm like, mm, doors open. What if a groundhog or a raccoon runs in here? I'm like, mm, not doing that. I'm like, oh, clean the car. Mm, don't feel like doing that. Went back inside. It's a beautiful day. I'm like, I'll go for a walk. That took a half hour. Right now it's two fifteen. I'm like, I don't know. Again, boring. Well, they say that's a big part. Like uh, people that that have aspirations, whether in your 20s or 30s or closer to it now, going, you know, I'm going to retire at 60. I'm going to retire at 50. How much your identity is tied up into what you do for a living? 100%. And then how do you, how does that change for you? Yeah. Well, even here, I mean, you've thought about leaving. We all have thought about leaving the business because the wacky hours and having a more normal sleep routine and daily life routine. Aren't you going to be missed being Al Dukes? Sure. From Boomer and Geo, Boomer right. and Carton, WFAN, as opposed to a, you know, an Amazon warehouse packer. Right. It's, yeah, there's, there's something to that. So I also think that's a lot of having seen it, especially with a, a good handful of my friends. I've seen it with women that have kids that stop working. And all of a sudden they feel like they're just mom now. Like, why, what about me? So, yes, right. it happens. I would think it happens in retirement, too, when all of a sudden you're not the important executive. Now you're just in the house doing what exactly? Right. Great. You got that pile of money. Wonderful. Now what? Right. And then you don't want to spend too much of it because you're like, I'm right. retired. I'm on a budget. Yeah. I'm on a fixed budget over here. Yeah. If you don't have enough to go on a trip twice a month, and even twice a month, what are you doing those other two weeks? <laughs> Two trips a month? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, if you're talking about trying to stay busy without a job, what are you doing to fill every day? You're probably up at 6 a.m. and you're going to bed at 10 p.m. Yeah. That is a crazy amount of time. It's 16 hours. So let's say, oh, my God, you slept late. You were a late sleeper. You get up at 8 and you stay up till 11. Okay. You get up, you have breakfast. You have your coffee. Wonderful. You go for a nice morning walk. Perhaps you like to go work out for an hour. That's awesome. It's 1130. Right. You've worked out. You're feeling good. Now what are you doing? Home uh, things. Like, I'm going to paint the walls. How many times? How many walls do you have to paint? I don't have many in my place. And then what are you doing the next day? Mop the floors. Okay. That's 20 minutes. Now what? Hmm. Seriously? Yeah. It's a... As much as I have fun with you about your days, at the end of the day, though, you also know you have something to look forward to the next day. You're yes. coming to work. Coming to work. And I can make the case that you should be going to bed by 5 p.m., not 8.30 or whatever. So your day should probably be a little more compressed than it is. But you've kind of gotten a little bit of a look into what it is. Not a whole lot, not a whole lot to do. No. The only thing I think would be cool about it is be like, oh, there's an event on a Tuesday night sure. at 8 o'clock. Sure. I have no worries about being able to go to that or not. I And that's true. But I also think with what I say, and, and this isn't necessarily to make a lot of money, I don't know why more retirees don't start business, small businesses. Right. And I don't mean businesses where you got to put $150,000 in or millions of dollars in. I mean a small business 
whether it is making shirts or creating things and you sell a couple a month, who cares? But it's a hobby business. An Etsy shop. Yes. To where at least you wake up. All right. Let me check out the website. Did we sell anything? What do I got to get out? At least when you wake up, there's something to do and something you can build towards. Because I think if you're not productive each day, and I know we have fun with this, but really, like, what is the point? To just wait to go back to sleep and repeat the process to where all those days have gone by and then you're in a casket? That's not good, Jerry, to be in a casket. That's the end. But But don't you think most retired people just pass each day to pass each day? Yeah, I think unless you have a a game plan and a, you know, the same way that we have a regimented parts of our days when you're working, you have to have that when you're not working. You need some sort of a routine that's productive. Yeah. I think. And that's even if, let's say you got, you're in your twenties and you get laid off. Yeah. Same thing. Like you can't just be like, like you got to have a plan. Like, Hey, I'm going to get up in the morning, have my coffee. I'm going to send out, uh, I'm going to apply for a couple of jobs on LinkedIn or Indeed. Yep. Uh, then I'm going to work out to keep my sanity. Then I'm going to do this, and then like the, having the same game. I'm going to make. I'm going to follow up on a couple of res- resumes I sent out. Like you always have to have some sort of organization to your day. All right. So I hit 200 pounds the other day for the first time since 2012. I haven't weighed this much since prior to insanity. Okay. And it was a it was a wake up call. I hadn't weighed myself in a while, but I noticed things were not fitting properly. I didn't feel good, and I was like, wow. I hadn't really passed 194 in a while, but I noticed the last few weeks things weren't good. So instead of just saying I'm going to eat better, I wrote out a whole week's uh, meal plan. And what that made me do is it made me go to the store, and it made me get everything I needed to where I was able to put the food together for yesterday, for today. Dinner's planned out. I know what I'm having. It's like... It's probably the same thing with your finances. You got to lay out what you're right. doing, everything's, where the money's going. Yep, everything's got to be laid out. Because if you just kind of roll with it, man, stuff just rolls right away. Yeah. And you end up with big rolls. Well, it's like even, uh, you know, when you buy stuff on Amazon, you know, you have a credit card on your Amazon yes. account. But when you get your credit card statement, you don't even know what, it just goes like Amazon $18, Amazon yeah. $48. I'm, I'm oh, like, yeah. what are all the, I know I do order a lot of, you but know. for what? Right, but when I'm looking at my credit cards, I don't even know what category this goes in. I know. They're so, very smart like that, aren't they? Yeah, so when you try to be like, oh, I spend this much money on household supplies, and I go out to dinner with this much money. The Amazon, it could be anything. Yeah, I know. Could and, be dog food, my and food. And you know they're not screwing you. But right. you still would like to see it. But yeah, I'd like to just know, right. like Amazon, uh, you bought uh, dog biscuits. Right. Oh, okay, I know what this is. I know. There's nothing that drives me more nuts than when I go through the checkbook every two weeks. And I can't understand why there's a charge in there when I'm looking at the, um, especially when I'm looking at the, the, the checking account online and it's a very vague $37 and 25 cents for what though? Yeah. What is it? And especially if it's not been recorded and then all of a sudden, Oh, it's right. The parking at city field yeah. and you know, whatever it is drives you crazy. Yes. So, very true. That's part of my Al's boring life coach. I think it's. I really actually think it's a good idea. All right. You know what I have to look into? What do you charge? 75 an hour. 75 an hour? Yeah. For all services, whether they're the food? Your time is $75 an hour. Because this is a weird thing. So Dave Ramsey, who is the financial guy, I 
if you listen to that show for a month mm-hmm. solid, you know his concept. Yes. It, it is simple, makes sense. He ain't selling you anything. This is what you need to do. Just his books periodically. Well, he does have the books. But if he, <laughs> right. Now, now the books have in writing what he says on his radio yes. show. So if you listen to his podcast or his radio show, I'm telling you within a month, you could start answering the callers. Sure. Right. But he has this course to become a Dave Ramsey coach or something. Mm-hmm. The course is $2,000. Yeah. I could do it right now. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like what You're not is certified? Right, not certified. But do, you don't need to be certified. I just don't call myself a Dave Ramsey You're for a financial coach. The only thing I would be curious about is how do you present yourself? Like, it, so for instance, I could start a website and call myself a college professor. I'm not right. Well, you call yourself the professor. I yeah, but like. I would think if I was going to start offering college tutoring and I called myself the professor, someone's going to say, all right, well, like, where's your experience and your, your education? I would think there's got to be something you would have to show. It depends. If, you, if you're going to call yourself a financial advisor, a nutritionist, that stuff you do need certifications for. So by calling yourself a coach. Right. Then like you don't in the, need anything. Right. It's just life experience. You could call yourself a health coach and you don't need any credentials. Interesting. Yeah. I say 75 an hour, go for it. I'm gonna and that's the other weird thing. When you're talking about trying to help somebody finance with their finances, right? Right. So somebody's in debt. This is what I always think about with Dave Ramsey. So somebody's in debt. And you are going to help them get out of debt. You're going to organize their debt. You're going to show them how to... Now you're charging them, adding to their debt. Yes. <laughs> I know you're in debt, but if you well, could just spare another $75 an hour. But all these debt relief programs that you hear about that are advertising, yeah. you're spending a fortune to advertise. So someone's going to pay for it. Right. And they need to make money. They're not going to do it for nothing. Right. But you're right. It's like it's just like the timeshare things. They're going to help you get out of your timeshare. It's four grand. Right. But you're doing that because you're probably spending a thousand to two thousand dollars a year on maintenance fees. So within two years, that four thousand dollars taken care of, and you never have to pay it again. Like I right. get the concept, but yes, you're talking to someone who is you know struggling to pay. Let me pay more. Right, you're struggling to get out of debt. I can help you with that. Just put this last thing on your credit right, card. I was gonna say, and we do take credit cards. Yes, please. <laughs> when I charge you with three percent, if it's a credit card versus, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It is true. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson is wearing, uh, oh, that's a, I thought he was wearing a Jaguars jersey. He's an Eagles jersey. Oh, okay. He's wearing on uh, television. I wonder why. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up. That's it? Thank God. I talked enough. Let's do the warm-up program. Now, you're back in your update chair tomorrow. I am. Uh, we're back here co-hosting the warm-up show Hopefully at five. Oh, and we got Yankees tonight. And we'll be talking about that, Jerry. See you all. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Tell us about the receipts you are keeping. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't right, suck. We go. We're off to a flying start a couple minutes after 5 o'clock. It's Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. The Eddie's Kazari, nice to see you. And across from me, his name is Al Celo Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, Boomer and Gio are out today. We got uh, you and uh, Sal will be doing uh, 6 to 10. I was supposed to do this warm-up show with Celo, but he just woke up. <laughs> So makes it, makes it hard to do then. You were in for five hours today. Yeah, I'm leaving at nine. Jerry with a five dollar five hour radio show today. <laughs> well, it's five dollars more than I'll get. I had to tell you, I've never, and I'm not even jinxing myself. I've never slept through an alarm. I get, you know, why I snap too. I don't snooze. Yeah, yeah. You got to snap right to it. Yeah, snap to it, Jerry. I don't know that I've ever slept through an alarm. I did miss a shift once though. Which to this day I will swear I was never told about um, because I was I was back in probably oh my god like 1998. All right, and I had to do an, a, a um, we had a conflict game in the other studio. I had to work the Nick game when they were on our air, and I remember getting a call at about 6:20. I answered the call. I was in my room getting ready to watch the Nick game or whatever game that was that night. And getting it was, your chips and salsa ready. Remember, remember Lisa Johnson, Eddie, back in the day. So she calls me. She goes first thing. I'm like, hello. She goes, uh, well, this isn't good. I'm like, who's the? And I didn't know when to call her ID. Yeah. She goes, it's Lisa. You're supposed to be here. I'm like, beware. She goes, uh, running the Nick pregame show in ten minutes. Oh, I remember I hung up and took off. And I got there for like midway, well, probably at the end of the first quarter. But I was panicked. Yeah. And when I got there, found that there was a miscommunication. It's the only time I've ever missed a shift. Good. Good for you. That's yeah. the way it should be. Uh, yeah. It happens. But yes, I sleep through nap alarms. Well, because, that's okay, though. Yeah, because when I, when the alarm goes off, I'm not like, I don't have to be anywhere. That's more a matter of, do you want to ruin your night's sleep coming yeah. up? Yeah. That 2 a.m. alarm, though, Jerry, I'm like, da, 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 da. I'm like I'm in the military when they blow the horn to wake everybody up. <laughs> you also have the benefit, though, yeah. of having a dog that's going to have to get up. Yeah, she does. Um, so that's kind of good, too. Yeah. That's like a fail-safe. It is a fail-safe, the, the dog, for sure. Or me you're having to urinate 19 times a night. Yes. I, could, I would get up and see the clock. Except, like, this morning, I had to get up at 2 to go to the bathroom. All right. I went back to sleep. Oh, okay. For another, you know, hour. I slept an extra oh, yeah. 25 minutes today. Oh, if it's another hour, yeah. I, so, even, uh, I had 15 minutes left when I had to pee. And I went right back to bed you, for, you, 15 for See, 15 minutes yep. is too close. Oh, I would, yeah. So, no, then I'm up. That's It's got to be at least 30 minutes for me. That's fair. Has to be 30 minutes. There was a, a big NFL game last night, Jerry, and once again, you were the first who brought this up to me early in the season, that the NFL this year in particular, big leads mean nothing. Nothing. Early Absolutely on. nothing. The Chiefs go down 17, nothing. Means nothing. And there were no even highlights of Chiefs action in those 
17 points that the Raiders They didn't do anything. That's right. And then all of a sudden, no one's covering Travis Kelsey. The guy ends up with four touchdowns. Yes. Not one, not two, not three, four. And they knew he was getting the ball. Yes, of course. They still couldn't cover him. Well, Tyreek Hill's in Miami now. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And McCall Hardman is not Tyreek Hill. And they just throw those balls right up to Travis Kelsey with his yellow gloves. He just he catches everything. Catches everything. And on the fourth touchdown, Patrick Mahomes is even given the four symbol out. Like right, right, right. That's four touchdowns. Yep. All those fantasy nerds going crazy. They, like, oh, I have Travis Kelsey in my fantasy pool. <laughs> my fantasy. I was losing by five hundred points, and then Monday night, Travis Kelsey. Scored four touchdowns. I will tell you, if you had Travis Kelsey on your fantasy team, you're uh, you're gushing yeah. right now. Oh, Absolutely, yes, you are. tremendous, you loving it. Four touchdowns. What do you think about so before before we get to the stupid yeah. sack and roughing the penalty nonsense, which we will in a minute, which is just mind boggling. The ra- why are we going? What are the we Raiders? doing? Like, if you want to go for two, so if you're just waking up, the Raiders score the four, so they were up big, then they're down. They scored a touchdown with about, I don't have the exit, but about four and a half minutes to go. 427. Okay. I looked exactly, Jerry. Perfect. So 427 to go. They scored a touchdown to pull within one. And they go for two. Why? I don't know. Tie the damn game because you're still going to have an opportunity, you would think. I mean, I guess you could make the case the Chiefs are going to go right down and take up the rest of the clock. All right. I guess that's possible. But chances are you're going to have an opportunity again. And they did. I, I, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't it's, get it's it. Weird. I, these teams are just, they're outthinking them. And I'm so tired of hearing about what the analytics say. Take the analytics and stick them where the sun don't shine. In your butt. Just play the, God, play the game. Yeah, it's, that was very odd. Uh, with 427 to go, going for two and not getting it. And you lose. Now you lose 20, uh, 30 to 29. Now you want to tell me that there's, 17 seconds left in the game, and you think you can win it, and that's going to be okay. I still personally would play for overtime, Me too. But I under I get it a little more than with four and a half minutes to go. It was very strange, I very strange move. The Raiders. What is their record now? One I mean, and four. Whew. Yeah, not it's not gone well for Josh McDaniels. No, and for Devontae Adams, who's shoving guys out of his way after the game. <laughs> yeah, that was very odd. After the game ends, he's. Running to the locker room. Walking, actually. Walking, you're right. He wasn't running. If running, you would almost have an excuse. Correct. Walking to the locker room and a a credentialed media member holding a camera or a piece of equipment. Uh, yes. Just get shoved right to the ground by him. And just, Eddie, watch my fader because the video might pop up if you don't mind. This is the, so if you watch the video, as Al says, he's walking. He's clearly ticked off. I get it. They just lost. He had the catch along the sideline, didn't get two feet in. All right, fine, fair enough. So he's annoyed. He's walking to the tunnel, as Al says, and a guy just kind of walks across him with equipment, credentialed guy, and he just blatantly shoves him out of the way and just keeps going. This is the best part, the apology. Did you see the apology? I, I read an apology. I didn't see That's what I mean. Here. Oh, yeah. So this is great. He says, I want to apologize to the guy. There was some guy running off the field. Wrong. False. And he ran. No, he didn't. Like, jumped in front of me coming off the field. Not true. <laughs> and I bumped into him, kind of pushed him. No, no, no. You didn't bump into him. You blatantly shoved him, and he ended up on the ground. You pushed him on the ground. <laughs> Somehow the guy ended up on the ground. We don't know how that happened. So my bad. 
And there's a very clear video. This isn't yes. a faraway shot. It's a very clear video. But as this to isn't what Draymond Green, you know, punching a guy, and the video is from across the yeah. court, which you can still. It's right there in HD. So your 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 apology falls a little flat. Yes, but at least he did apologize. <laughs> I don't know where this guy came from. I, I, he sprinted in front of me, and I'm my life was in danger with all this equipment, and I. Bumped into him. <laughs> but he was like two feet away from him, and his arms <laughs> shoved him right out of the way. Like, he went out of his way to yes. shove the guy. So, whatever. I, I would just... sue if I was that guy. He might. That's crystal clear videotape. Yeah. He shoved me. Here's the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty Your funny. Honor, here's the evidence of my, of me getting shoved. Oh, sure. They'll find a way where it's not admissible in court. Yeah. No, we can't use this footage. Oh, man. And then the other thing you uh, referenced was another uh, sacking of a quarterback. A tackle. A tackle of a quarterback. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't even a, like. It wasn't a, well, it's a strip sack because he stripped the ball away, sacked him, and recovered the fumble. And they said he threw all his body weight on him and cold dropping the pass. Though. I know he didn't. He didn't. And I, it's very weird what's and, going on now. And I get when Boomer talks about that. I understand it. In this case, the shoulder didn't come flat onto the ground. It was more angled. So it really was left to breast first. I, I don't know what you want these guys to do. I really don't understand how you want them to attack the quarterback at this point. The only thing he could do is, is uh, as soon as they... Touch or grab the quarterback. The play's dead. That's the only thing left. Right. So you'd be talking about you'd be talking about, and I'm not even joking. Yeah, you'd be talking about two hand touch on the quarterback. Yeah, and if you get two hands on him, the play's over. Right. They it's whistle the it dead. Only way, and I, no one wants to see that. That's not football. No. But, but it's weird that with that and the Brady one coming this week, I don't know. It's like, is this a reaction to the Tua situation? That's what it feels like. Well, yeah, I think it's an overreaction, and they just put the new protocols in place because of it. The problem you're going to have is I don't know how you correct it. You know, if the one thing we've talked about, the guys have gotten bigger, stronger, faster. Every year they seem like they're bigger, stronger, and faster. And so if you've got, like, two is not a big kid. I mean, he's, two is, I mean, in terms of NFL standards, he's small. So he's going to get thrown around. And that's the, I hate, you hate to say it this way, but that's the risk you're taking by playing the sport. I don't know what you want them to do. The only thing I can think of in terms of correcting a play like Sunday with Brady and a play like this, and I've said this for a long time too, when you want to get plays right, you got to have, and the NFL is worth a billion dollars, they can afford this. I want a replay official in the booth and every, like I want a, 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 a dressed referee in a booth watching the game because we're sitting here asking these officials to make calls in literally fractions of seconds. Well, I want someone overseeing it that can buzz down immediately, whether it's wrong, not called, or pause the game to check the replay properly. Get it right. So I know replay sucks, but I don't know what else to do. But so many times with replay, we see it at home and have the decision immediately, and it takes them forever. Why? Like, I don't know. Just that look, I don't know. That was not roughing. Pick, the, pick up the flag, move on. I agree. I, and that, to me, is a case where a guy up, upstairs could have buzzed down and said, pick up your flag, you know, uh, what is it, um, uh, Kansas City ball, let's go, continue right. the game. Because it's like a mockery and of what the, the thing, game is. Yeah, and then we let the quarterbacks run all over the place, yeah. and 
And Patrick Mahomes is one that does it the best, where he does almost the fake slide. I hate that. That's not right. It's not that right. should be that to me should be a penalty. Right, the fake slide. Hundred percent. That should be a fifteen yard penalty for whatever you want to call it. I don't like that at all. That's fake not slide fair. on the quarterback, fifteen I w- yards. I will never forget, and this is going back, and Eddie will remember this. I don't remember it was OCU when you I forget who it was, but maybe Kiwanuka. I don't remember. But the Giants were playing in Tennessee, and a giant defender was about to who was the who's the Titans quarterback? Oh God. I can't think of who it was. Anyway. The cal- the kid who um he, he was about to sack him, wrapped him up, and then let him go because he yes. thought he got rid of the ball, didn't want called for flagging, you know, um for uh, roughing the quarterback. Let him go. Then he completed the pass, and I remember Coughlin went nuts. Vince Young. Vince Young. Um, thank you. That's who it was. Like, I don't, what do you want them to do? So it's the whole thing sucks. Yeah, it's annoying. And yet we'll still watch. <laughs> we'll complain about it. We will complain. But we'll still watch. I will definitely complain. What I would you do? Complain. Like, how would you change it? Here, so the, here, put these, put everything into place. The NFL has been destroyed by former players because of head trauma. You've got fans that like the brutality and the violence of the game. You've got current players that say, take the skirt off the quarterback. You've got, so how do you manage this? You've got, you've got players that need to be protected from themselves because they don't want to be held out. They want to go back in, even though they probably shouldn't. So what do you do? You you can't have it so that you can't touch the quarterback. Agreed. And also allow the quarterback to run all day long for yardage. Agreed. This is, it doesn't make sense. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Right. And this is the problem that the league has. Yeah. You're trying to satisfy everybody, protect most, and you can't do it. Not in this sport. By the way, that phrase you you used. I see Troy Aikman. People are mad at Troy Aikman for saying, "Take the dress off the quarterbacks" or whatever it was. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear. Yeah, yeah. Some people are upset that that's a misogyn misogynistic. Oh, come on! It's just a <laughs> I swear. Oh. I saw an article this morning. Really? They were like, uh, the headline was Troy Aikman's misogynistic comments. I was like, Oh, what did Troy Aikman say? That's. I mean, that's what he said. <laughs> but everybody says that, right? Come on. Uh, and that's coming from a guy who had, I think, 11 concussions. Yeah. I also feel like now, like, the helmets are so much better. When you look at, like, the, sure. the players now, the or the former players. Like Joe Theismann. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the what kind ball. of helmets were they wearing? <laughs> Nothing. These, I don't know. These helmets now are so superior. Well, but that's also part of the issue that so, I, Aikman, I'm talking about him, if you go back maybe nine, ten years ago, he was the first one to say, if you want to get rid of you know, headshots and limit concussions. He goes, as crazy as this sounds, go back to leather helmets because guys will stop using their heads to lead for tackles and you're not going to have head-to-head contact. I mean, it will happen, of course, from time to time like it does in rugby, but guys will tackle the right way because now all of a sudden they know their head's exposed as opposed to putting these giant padded helmets on where that part of their body feels like a weapon. It's, it's actually more dangerous, he thought. I was thinking the other day, why don't we wear helmets when we drive cars? Like uh, the, like the auto. like um, Because we're not doing 230 miles an hour? Yeah, but. Why did you start that trend? I don't know. I was actually thinking about it. I was thinking like <laughs> if I wore a helmet, of, like a motorcycle helmet. Right. 
In your car. In my car. Yeah. And the police pulled me over for a speeding or something. Would they be like, would I yes. get a fine? No. Why would you get a fine? I don't know. Is it obstructing you could, my... You could wear a Bucks helmet if you want. It's not obstructing your view. Why would that be obstructing your view? I don't view? know. I feel like we should be wearing helmets in cars. Why? It's very dangerous. Well, that's why we have seatbelts and yeah. airbags. But you ever see someone who's hit the airbag? Yes. Those airbags are very powerful. Right. They'll smack you right in the face. So have you, teeth out. have you already ordered the, no. the car helmet? No, but I've thought about it. Why don't you start your own line of helmets? Car helmets. Art- automobile. Al's boring automobile helmets. You know what I make them like? Like you mentioned, those Joe Theismann helmets. <laughs> the <laughs> with, single with bar. the one bar across. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to protect your jaw. Here's the problem with that, though, is if the airbag goes off, what if it the the bar right into your face. Oh, I see. So it's got to be an open face. Open face. So yes. even even so, like the Joe Theismann helmet, but no bar. Why don't you wear the? You know what you can wear? You can wear the old motorcycle helmet. That's not really a helmet. Yeah, it's just there for show. Yeah, I, I see people still wearing those. It's just like on the top oh, of yeah. your head. Yeah, I don't know who that's going to help. As you know, motorcycles doing seventy eight miles an hour down the turnpike with this tiny little cap on. Yeah, and if you fall off it that, and land on your head, that's not working. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, 518, we're just, and I really mean just getting started. We've got a lot to do. Oh, I got Fraudulent 5, Jerry. Yes, Al's list of Fraudulent 5 favorite teams coming up next, and then Sal will join me at uh, what time? 6 o'clock right here on The Fan. All right, 25 after 5. I'm uh, Jerry, he's Al, and uh, Eddie's in there. Uh, we've got Sal joining us at 6 o'clock. We've got a lot to do. In a moment, like in like five minutes, I want to get to a quote from Brandon Staley. We'll get who sees the Chargers head coach. We'll get to him in just a moment. But but first, five weeks in the books. We have reached mid-October. You are starting to see who the contenders are, who the pretenders are, and every team in between. And this is a list that's going to change from week to week based on who's good and who's not. I present to you the week five Al Dukes. Fraudulent list of five favorite teams. Thank you, Jerry, for that introduction. These are my five current favorite teams in the NFL. These are teams that I'm following, that I'm rooting for, that I may purchase uh, one of their clothing products. You Mm. don't know. I could show up here in a knitted cap by one of these teams. I I, I think I know four of them. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you should just make a cap with all four logos on it because I don't. They might not change all year. <laughs> I don't know, Jerry. My number one team right now that I'm currently rooting for in the no NFL. particular order, correct? In no particular order, although I probably saved the surprise one for last. That's fair. Number one, the New York Jets. I'm uh, I'm always willing to jump on a Jet bandwagon. Yeah, local team that's not the Giants. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Growing up, the Dallas Cowboy fan that I did. If I used gonna... to watch the Jets a lot as a Cowboy fan. You did? I did. Yeah. Right, because I... we would get them here locally yes. growing up. I'm not going to say they were my second favorite team because you only have one favorite team. Right. But I enjoyed watching the Jets. I, so have... I know what you're saying. Five favorite teams. So I do know what you mean, Jay. Fraud. Fraud. So New York Jets, number one. Right. And they're going into Green Bay this week. I'm excited for that. And they could be off the list next month. <laughs> we don't know. Depending upon how they play. Dep- right. We've seen the Detroit <laughs> Lions lose week in and week out and still hang out on the list. Guess who's not going to be on the list this week after you get embarrassed in New England? So Jets won number two, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Right. They're still on there. Jerry, here's the other thing. I am loving the blue jerseys that used to, as a child... Would throw me off when I'd see Cowboys wearing Threw them those blue off too, jerseys. Because they couldn't right. play in them. They would lose. They're winners now, Jerry, whether they're in the blue jerseys, the white jerseys, Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott, does not matter. 
Dallas Cowboys are on do, my list. Do you like when they have a lead late in the game and the game's over and they go to the old Landry offensive set? Yes. That's cool. I do love the, the Tom Landry offensive set. That is cool. If I ever was able to be a head coach, I'd wear a fedora 100%. <laughs> Number three, we saw them last night, Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So far, very predictable. I love the Chiefs. It is predictable so far. Yes. This is also going to be predictable. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. The one unpredictable team that's on my list to close out the fraudulent five. Don't t- you're going to take the Eagles. Does anyone want to take a guess? I'm going to say the Eagles because they're 5-0. and oh. Eddie? And you like winners. Lions still. No way. Incorrect. Incorrect, both of you. You're not taking the 5-0 and oh Eagles with no. Jalen Hurts? I hate the Eagles. I understand, but you're a front runner. Right. They're the front running team in the NFL right now. Not good enough for me, Jerry. Wow. My fifth team oh, I'm currently Bills. rooting for. Nope. No. Geno Smith and the oh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I'm on Team Geno. I sang songs that he sucks. I've gotten to Twitter fights with him. I'm on Team. I almost sent him an apology Twitter. Say, Gino, I uh, have said bad things about you in the I, past. I, I, think sang, you should, I think you should do that. I've sang uh, songs about you, and uh, big ups to you for this season. Why don't you do that this morning at 8 a.m.? Well, 8 no, let's do it at 9 a.m. because it would be 6 a.m. out okay. in Seattle. At 9 a.m., and I would do the full apology. Gino, I'm so sorry. Once I sang a song that the title was Gino, He Blows, I, I stand corrected. Right. You don't, and I'm very impressed by how you're playing. Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm impressed you took a 2-3 and football team. Is that what the Seahawks are? A 2-3 and football team over the 5-0 and Eagles. Yep. A 2-3 and football team led by Geno Smith. Jerry, I'm not predictable. This is the thing. By the way, did you see Matt Rule got bounced yesterday? Yes. Yes. After he wouldn't answer questions about it. I read somewhere or He's owed $40 million. I know. Yeah. (laughs) And we'll, we'll... Get $63 million or something insane. He gets a lot of money left. He's got a lot of money left on his contract. But that was, you know, when you go back to so when great. they hired him, I remember everyone was like, so the Jets wanted him. Or I shouldn't say that. I think the Jets interviewed him, and I think he was certainly high on their list of And candidates. certainly the fans seemed to want him. Everybody wanted Matt Rule. So it's almost as if maybe maybe Mr. Tepper, I forget what his first name yeah, is. Tepper. The owner. David Tepper. David Tepper. Maybe he heard all that. I don't know. And thought, not only are we going to get this guy, we're going to lock him up with zero NFL head coaching experience. And not only that, you basically gave him the keys to the franchise and said, you run it. And they, they're terrible. Do you think he was sad to get fired? Or he was like, both. Eh. I think you're sad, you're relieved, and then at one point you look and say, holy crap, they still have to pay me $40 million. Yeah. And there's nothing they can do if that's what they owe him. Now, the only break they get is if he gets another job, like a college right. job, and the college pays him $10 million. See, does that work for college, though? I, I thought so. if he gets an NFL, I guess it would matter how the contract is written. Yeah. I know if you get another NFL job, that yeah, well, money no, would come off it. Uh, what I was hearing uh, yesterday or reading was that because uh, they expect him to go, to go back to college sure. and that if the college, whatever the college pays him, comes off of uh, what they owe him. <laughs> These days, they might make money with the way they're paying college coaches. <laughs> right. My God. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He might get 10 years and $100 million from some university. Right. Good Lord. Then I, that was, I will still not understand, like, why is a guy really good in college and no good in the pros? It's just different. Like, I, I really do believe 
for you to be successful at the pro level, and I don't, I don't know Matt Rule's complete history. I don't. I know he was a very good college coach, but I don't know if he's ever spent any time in the NFL. I'm not sure. I would think at the very least you've got to spend a couple of seasons at least as a coordinator or an assistant coach seeing how the whole operation is run. You know, it's kind of like in college, too, you, you're responsible for 100 kids and you've got God knows how many people on staff. And you can make the case it's more stressful because these are kids, 18 to 22 years old, and God knows what you're going to wake up to in the morning. Whereas the same thing can happen at the pro level, but at the end of the day, they're adults and whatever they do, it is on them. Um, whereas you're really responsible for them in college. But it's just different. You're dealing with marketing. And I guess I guess college is somewhat the same. But you're talking about... Um, personalities, uh, money, contracts, egos, uh, marketing, selling out this. It's just there's so much that goes the business side of it, player contracts, free agency. I don't know. I think if you're not used to it and you haven't seen it, I think it, it takes it takes a little time to get used to it. That's why guys are better their second time around usually. And then I saw it's like, oh, the Panthers are now interested in uh, Sean Payton. He's not going to exactly. Carolina. Come on now. He's going to take a prime job. Uh, yes, I would think if Sean Payton is going to return, it's going to be to a big franchise. Right. And the Panthers, I'm sorry, are not that. Exactly. They are not that. They are still an expansion team in my eyes. Well, I mean, they were in a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they're a little bit better than that. But I I do know what you're saying. Yeah, I you don't You look know. at them like you look at the Jaguars. Yeah, like this and the Texans. Like, these aren't real teams yet. <laughs> The Texans have been around for 20 years. I've just <laughs> accepted the Bucks and the Seahawks from 1976. I hear. I understand. Real As the quick, real teams. How about this before we break? So, Brand, so Brandon Staley and the Chargers, they go for this fourth and two in Cleveland on their own 45-yard line with a two-point lead, which makes no sense. And, the, again, the analytics, please. Nonsense. Should have lost the game. They don't lose the game. Keenan Allen, who was home with a hamstring injury, tweets, WTF are we doing? During the game. during As this is happening. Because like most people, it made no sense and he had no problem voicing his opinion. Of course, he's on the team, though. So, of course, um, Brandon Staley had to answer to that. I mean, this guy. I understand we're going to love our players. I mean, I think uh, Mickey Calloway made that quite he clear. He started that, I feel like. But this is unbelievable. So this is Brandon Staley. <laughs> Keenan's heart is with me. I'm understanding of where he was in that moment because he's not with his team or in the fire with us. That's a money down, and he's used to being out there. We are going to become closer because of this. <laughs> We've already become closer this morning after we spoke. Shut wow. up. I mean, come on. What, what, what is happening? They're getting closer. Al, what is happening? I don't know. Honestly, he's, what happened to Bill Parcells? He's trying this approach. Oh, to my lo- God. He loves uh, uh, their Stop quarterback. It. He loves. Where is Keenan Vince Allen. Lombardi? Where is Tom Landry, Jerry? Where is Chuck Knoll? You know, Tom Landry didn't even know his players' names, but that he looked true. good. He didn't know his players' names. He called them just by their numbers. Some of them, yes. If yeah. you read the biographies of Landry, I mean, clearly the star players he did. But right. There were a lot of players. He didn't even know their names. He was just twenty-three. Twenty-three. Let's go. Like, who's this guy? <laughs> that is true. Like where where's the where are the coaches with the fire? We need more old guys. You know where he is? He's in Philadelphia coaching the Flyers. Who's that? John Tortorella. He's old school coach. John Tortorella. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> with that mouth. That's true. 
We need more of him. I'm with you. I like an I like an old school mean coach. Someone who's mean to the players, says nasty things about their mothers. Do you want to try something today? Sure. All right. How about it around eight AM? Okay. You publicly on Twitter criticize Boomer for something. <laughs> and then tonight you guys can talk. And we'll see tomorrow morning if he says that you guys have become closer. <laughs> Jerry, I'm getting closer to Geno Smith today. I'm going to tweet him an apology. 9 a.m. So here are your two tweets. Okay. 9 a.m. you're going to tweet Geno Smith. 9.30 you're going to tweet at Boomer Esiason, WTF, not here on a Tuesday during football season, irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> and then see if we become closer? Yes. And then see how that phone call goes tonight. And then we'll see if he comes in the morning and says that you guys are closer for that exchange. I can't believe I picked the Seahawks and they lost this <laughs> And they're under 500. I thought they beat the Saints. No. I can't do that tweet to Boomer. I, I, I'll have so much anxiety the rest of the day. That well, he won't respond. That, right. He and he won't, won't talk to you right. tomorrow. <laughs> Correct. But this is what we're dealing with. Yes, I Come am. Come on. I, yeah, it's too much anxiety for me. Stop it already with the offensive line. All right, quick break. Enough. Ay, ay, ay. 5.37. Sal's going to join me at 6. Don't go anywhere right here on the fence. Where are these? Is this Third Eye Blind? Who is this? Yep, Third Eye Blind. Where are these guys? Are they still playing somewhere? They are. They were touring this summer. Really? Yeah. They actually played the PNC Art Center right between where you and I live, but it was on a weird night. Hmm. All right. I, would have gone. Yeah, I, I would did have see too. Dan in Carteret send us the video of uh, the Smashing Pumpkins from last night. He went to Smashing Pumpkins, then he was just sent me a thing. He went to uh, uh, Jane's Addiction. Nice. Where are they playing? I have How do no, I not oh, know you this? You know what? They were playing with the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, okay. At the Garden? Uh, yes. Is that where they're at this I week? I believe so. That seems like a fun show. I just can't go during the week. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it's enough with these concerts. I know, I know, I know. Now, Jerry, we do have a large Yankee game kicking off tonight. Cleveland Big series, best Cleveland of five. Cleveland at Yankees. By the way, we will have tickets for tonight's Yankee playoff game. Really? In the 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. hour, Jerry. Two pair of tickets. That's actually very cool. That's right. Very cool. Very cool. Now. You got Garrett Cole going for the Yankees. Yes. A fellow named Cal Quantrill. Did I do that? Yeah, it's good enough. For the Indians. I went like this. Never heard of you, Cal Quantrill. And then I went, he looked, he's 15 and 5. Yes, with an ERA that's better than Garrett Cole, by the way. Oh, is that right? Yes. Garrett oh, so, Cole is 3.5. He's 3.38. So this guy thinks he's a tough guy. Well, I don't know about that, but oh. I mean, he's actually pretty good. I, I'm going to, I will tell you. The same thing I said on Friday about the Mets and Padres. Do not discount this Cleveland team. I'm not saying the Yankees aren't going to win. I expect them to win this you series. Do. But if you told me that they're playing a fifth game a week from now or whenever game five would be, I would not be stunned. This team's good. They're not, you know, good team. Let me ask you this question, Jerry. Yeah. Prediction time. Yeah. Who gives up more home runs, Garrett Cole? Oh, Garrett Cole. Or Cal Quantrill? Well, Garrett, well, hmm, that's a good question. Garrett Cole will give up a home run. For sure. Will Quantrill give up more than one? So you think Cole's only going to give up one home run? Well, I'm going to say he's going to give up an, a second-inning home run. To the short porch? To the short porch. Which, now, you I'm not. You are aware you got two former Mets on the Indians, yes? On the, on the Indians? On the, on the Guardians, Guardians? I'm sorry. I'm yes. not aware of this, Jerry. Really? Give me some hints. Well, how do you think they got Francisco Lindor? 
They had to give somebody from Ahmed us. Rosario. Oh, I remember like him. him. Yeah. And uh, I'm blanking on the other kid's name. Blah, blah, blah. Give me a position. Andres Jimenez. That's his name. Oh, Jimenez. Now, when Rosario went there, they tried playing him in the outfield. That didn't go so good. <laughs> now he's back in the infield. Yes, correct. But you got those two guys, you know, on Cleveland. This is it. They really are a good team. Jose Ramirez. I love Jose Ramirez. And you're going to get good weather, I think. Oh, it'll be a little chilly tonight. Well, Thursday looks. I don't. Well, it's not again. What's today? Tuesday. Yeah. There's a oh, day so we're they, good. That's right. They do every today, other tomorrow. day. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Thursday does not look great. No. No. That is Thursday does not look great. Are you sure about that schedule? Yeah. They're not every other day. Are you sure? I'm pretty There's sure no it's every other, every day. other day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because I found that odd. Wait a minute. Time out a second here. What, what, a lot what, of rest. What, 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 what? Today's what? The 11th? Today's the 11th. All right. So you got all four series going today. Yeah. Tomorrow, you want to tell me is a day off? That's fine. I, I, I suppose that's possible. All, all right. right. So tomorrow's a day off. They play. Th- You're right. Yeah. Weird, right? Why would that be? I know. The Mets had to play the Padres three straight games. The but, then it's, but then it's but then Saturday, Saturday Sunday, Sunday Monday, Monday, if needed. And oh. Monday, with the Sunday is the Monday stupid. travel. Very stupid. That doesn't make sense. So you're going to make them play two games in four days, essentially, and then three and three? Yes. It was weird. With travel? That's what the White stood How about out this? to me. Give them the day off between games two and three and between four and five. I don't know. Why would you do that? I don't know. It was weird. I didn't realize that. I thought I actually thought they were playing today and tomorrow. Yeah, we need momentum. And Thursday's weather looks terrible. So well, that's not good. No. Can we move that up? Let's move I it up. I also wonder, too, if the day off is allowing Bieber now to pitch game two, as opposed to would he have been ready tomorrow? And I don't know the answer to that. Getting an extra day there. Yeah, that's interesting. But he's got to face nasty Nesta. Yes, you do. Absolutely. Nesta the molester. Which you can make the... No, 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 no. Let's not use that phrase. Someone got in trouble for that. Yes, that didn't, I forget who it was. The One of the former Yankee broadcaster. Jim Cott. Jim Cott, who was in Minnesota, <laughs> I believe, right. doing uh, doing games for the Twins. Um, <laughs> you can make the case game two is really your game of, of aces. Right. Nestor Cortez and uh, which Bieber's first name? Justin. No, it's not. Shane. He's a rock and roller. Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber. Yeah. So that's interesting. Look at you. I did not. Yeah. I'm stunned by that. And I actually didn't check because I didn't think there was any reason to check. Yeah, I don't know why I checked. Really and, I, and I was and I had to double check myself. I'm tell you, it's disappointing, actually. Yeah, it's weird. He won a... So, uh, like, in my head, going. and I don't even know what the game is, but in my head, I thought I had I had thought I thought had Yankees tonight, tomorrow, Thursday night football, and then the Yankees resume Friday. Right. And that's not the case. Not the case. Now, Bob Costas will do this uh, series. I love Bob Costas doing baseball. Bob Costas is a dope MC. Yeah, I, dope I like Bob MC. Costas, too. Um, okay. He feels like baseball to me. He does. I enjoy Bob Costas a great deal telling stories. I love Bob. Like If I would have known that, I would have loved to have tried to get him this morning. He's a dope MC. He's awesome. He's, a, he's the type of guy, and there's not many of these. When they talk, like, I'm all in. Your guy, Neil deGrasse Tyson, like that. He talks. I am locked in. I just like listening to him. Bob Costas is the same way. I don't care what platform he's on. He's a guest. I want to listen. And I hope they have the bats mic'd up just like the they did for the Mets Padre series where every every hit was a whoosh, And it would be like um, a ground ball to short. What network are we on? TBS? Do we know? Uh, yes. I don't know if they do that like ESPN. Do you think they'll mic up any players? Ma- yes. It is the playoffs, though. This yeah, isn't is an playoffs. all-star game. Right. I'm going to say no to that. I think you'll have 
you'll have good field mics to where you'll get your sound effects. And I'm going to say no to the. You know what they'll do? They'll do that dopey on the field in between innings thing with the manager. Oh, did you, did you hear the one with Buck the other night on Sunday night? I remember one of them was just nothing. Right, because oh, I was a, it was Buster Olney. Yeah, Buster Olney. He's like, Buck, you went out to uh, talk to the home plate umpire. I, I presume it was about so-and-so. What do you say? And Buck goes, well, that's what you're assuming. That's wrong. <laughs> what else you got? And literally goes, what else? <laughs> Back up to you guys. Yes. Like, what a waste of time. It's yeah. almost as dopey as the – and I know why they do them. And if you get a good coach that's into it, it's fine. But you get these dopey coaches that don't want to say anything running off the field at yeah. halftime of games. Oh, yeah. What is the point? Those are the worst ones. Oh, terrible. What would you see out there, Coach? Well, you, they're a terrific team. They're, we got to turn things around on offense, put a little more pressure on defense. Thanks. You know what sucks about those two, having been a part of these at a much lower level? You talk to the coach and you ask them, you know, are you okay doing this at halftime? And they're always like, yeah, whatever you need. to." Man-. And then when they've got to do it, they're like, oh, what do you want? Yeah, I'm in the sucks. middle of a game. Well, then don't agree to do it then. Right. So, I don't know. Whatever. All right, we got to take a break. All right. 5.52. Hopefully, Sal's here. Hopefully, CeeLo gets here. I will tell you, we're going to have Al doing sports at 6.25. What? Yeah, unless CeeLo gets here on time, which he might. A sports update? Yes. Okay. We're going to have Al's takes. Oh, by the way, um, I'll hold this, actually. I want to surprise Sal with this. We have something coming up. With you as well later. Yes. It's 5.52. It's um, who are we? Alan Jerry. Uh, Sal joins me at 6 on the fan right now on Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence on the NFL. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Chiefs uh, beat the Raiders last night. Yankees, Cleveland tonight, game one of the AL. Yes, and we have tickets coming up in the 7 and 8 o'clock hours with me and Sal. What up, Al? I saw the, some pictures of uh, Giselle. She met with her holistic healer, Jerry. Okay. She had lunch with her. Great. And uh, she was not wearing her wedding ring, Jerry. Well, the wedding ring's been off for days. Oh. They showed her with the kids the other day. She took them to the gym. She didn't have her wedding ring on then either. The holistic healer didn't look like a holistic healer to me. What'd she look like? I I don't know. I was expecting like some Party sort of organizer. Uh, I was expecting somebody from like that looked like uh, she was like a hippie in the sixties sort of thing. <laughs> Is that what your holistic healer looks yeah, like? Yeah, that's what I. If I was looking for a holistic healer, I understand. But I, she did have a look on her face like I can't believe I'm Giselle's holistic healer. Like I'm guaranteed. You think she just hired her? Yeah. Oh, okay. And you charge Giselle crazy amounts of money to be holistic healing her i can imagine what do you think they get 100 bucks an hour thousand dollars an hour yeah for the for a celebrity holistic healer to the star well that's not fair like why do you go rip off rich people then yeah i don't know they do they rip off rich people because she can yeah because if she was if she said oh i'm a holistic holistic healer i charge 80 dollars she's all be like she's not a good holistic healer it's kind of like the conversation we had about the doctors yeah you never want to call and see if you get an appointment and say come right over Well, you must suck. Can you be here this <laughs> afternoon? Right, you want somewhere in between. Can you be here this afternoon and eight months from right. now? <laughs> exactly Where right. you feel like this is people, this is a doctor people go to, but they're not always available. Correct. Because if they're always available, they ain't that they're good. They're not that good. Is that how you always, never mind. Never mind. My doctor's the best. No, I was going to have some fun with your dentist, but I'll leave my that alone. My dentist is my brother-in-law. I know. That's why I was going to have some fun with him. 
I still have to make appointments six months in advance. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.